0: Every time I hear today's gospel, I'm reminded of a conversation I had with a priest about 30 years ago. I was a bishop of Rapid City, South Dakota, and one of my priests was talking about how things have changed in the world, and he was saying that it's not important for us in the church today to talk about the commandments. Um, The New Testament is not about the Ten Commandments. It's about the Beatitudes. The Beatitudes are much more positive when we're talking about those negative things that the commandments um, imply. And the reason why I think of that every time I hear today's gospel is because of Jesus' opening words in today's gospel. Jesus said to his disciples, Do not think that I have come to abolish the law, or the prophets. I have come to but to fulfill them. And what Jesus does in today's gospel is, he doesn't diminish our responsibility to follow the commandments, he intensifies it, and makes it even more serious, and in some ways more difficult. Now what I think we ought to do at the beginning of my reflections today is to go back to our catechism days. One of the things we all learned in Catholic high school, Catholic grade school rather, and also in in catechism class, was the Ten Commandments. How many of you can name the Ten Commandments by heart? I bet we all can, really. So I'm gonna list them now and I want you to join me in so far as you remember, okay? The first commandment is, I am the Lord your God, you shall not have strange gods before me. Second commandment is, you shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain. third commandment, you shall keep holy the Sabbath. Fourth commandment, honor your father and your mother. See, you're doing pretty good. Fifth commandment, you shall not kill. Sixth commandment, you shall not commit adultery. Seventh commandment, you shall not steal. Eighth commandment, you shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. Ninth commandment, you shall not covet your neighbor's wife. And the 10th commandment is, you shall not covet your neighbor's goods. So you did pretty good, you know? I bet if I had asked you to say it by yourself, you wouldn't have got through it. I think it was to remember them. Of course, the most important thing isn't to remember them, it's to keep them. So let's look at today's scripture readings because obviously the thing that the church gives us today is the 10 Commandments. The first reading is from the Old Testament from the book of Sirach. And what Cyraq is doing here is telling us the significance of God's commands, what they mean for us, how significant they are, how important they are. And this is what he says. If you choose, you can keep my commandments. You know, sometimes we think that's not true. You know, how, can it, how is it possible to keep the Ten Commandments? But we're told here, it's the word of God, if you choose, you can keep the commandments. And think of the most difficult one for you. Not bearing false this against your neighbor, gossip, for example, uh, you shall not commit adultery, you know, struggles with purity. Thou shalt not kill, you know, that means more than just killing, it means you, sh- you shouldn't be angry and, and cuss at people. Uh, did you cuss at someone on the way to church today when they cut you off? you know, on on driving here. But God tells us, if you choose, you can keep the commandments. Second point, he goes on to say, they will save you. You know, what's at stake here is salvation, our eternal life, or eternal damnation. So they're very significant and very, very important, despite what that priest told me in South Dakota 30 years ago. Next point, if you trust in God, you too shall live. You know, the way we, the way we can keep the commandments, we can not on our own, of course, keep them. We struggle all the time. We repeat our sins over and over again. And that's primarily because we depend on ourselves rather than depend on God. But we're told here in Syrac, if you trust in God, then you shall live, you know. So we can keep them depending on God's grace and and strength, and they're very important for us because our salvation is at stake. And he goes on to say it in a very dramatic way. He goes on to say, before man are life and death, good and evil. Whichever he chooses shall be given him. So you and I, Determine our future by what we choose. Life, following the commandments, or death. Good or evil. You know, I think one of the problems with the commandments is we think of them as laws and rules. And what they really are is a pattern of life. You know, God is saying to us, if you, he's not, they're not there to test us to see if we're good because we know we're not, right? The commandments are there to show us how to be good. And God is telling to us, if you want to be happy, then you won't steal. If you want to be successful, you won't bear false witness. If you want to, to have successful marriages, you won't commit adultery. I mean, this is, these are patterns of happiness rather than rules that somehow bind and control us. And we have freedom to choose to be good or not to be good. All of which brings us to today's gospel. It's a really a, a beautiful gospel. I don't know that any preacher can actually um, say it any clearer than Jesus says it himself. In school. Um, but there are a couple of things I'd like to bring to your attention. Now, first of all, there's the danger of scandal. You know, one of the, the biggest sins that you and I can commit is leading somebody else into sin. It's, a, it's bad enough we lead ourselves into sin, but it's much worse if we lead ourselves into sin and through that lead somebody else into sin. This is what Jesus says. Whoever breaks, breaks one of the least of these commandments and teaches others to do so, will be called least in the kingdom of heaven. But whoever obeys and teaches these commandments will be called greatest in the kingdom of heaven. When's the last time you gave scandal to somebody? I don't want you to tell me, but just think about it. You know. When's the last time you led somebody into sin by your sin? Um, there's a lot of young people here. You know, young people date a lot, and when they're dating, they get tempted sexually. And they can lead each other into serious sin, and it's really awful because they're leading somebody they love into serious sin, as well as committing it themselves. I mean, that's a dramatic example. But all of us can, you know, can teach our grandchildren to cuss by cussing, you know, and or we can um, give give people a bad example that leads them into patterns of selfishness in their own lives. You know, so it's important for us not only to think about ourselves when it comes to the Ten Commandments, but to think about the impact of us not following them on the lives of people that are very important to us. And it can lead them away from God and we have to be careful about that. Also in today's gospel, we learn something about Jesus and what he thinks of himself. Um, It's interesting how he teaches here. He says, you have heard that it was said to your ancestors. And he's gonna quote from scripture, from the Bible, from the Torah, the law that God gave to Moses. He goes on to say, you shall not kill, and whoever kills will be liable to judgment. But the, what's interesting is the next thing he says, but I say to you, whoever is angry with his brother will be liable to judgment. And Jesus is telling us that he has authority over the commandments you know, and that he calls us to a greater level of obeying them than Moses called the Jewish people to. That's what he means when he says, your righteousness must sur- surpass the righteousness of the Pharisees because he calls us to not only follow the commandments literally but to apply them across the board in our lives you know, the example he uses, uh, is the first one is the example, you shall not kill, but he says, it, you know, it also means you can't be angry. And even though most of us here don't kill other people, all of us here are angry with others, and we can't curse them or say, go to hell, you know, and really mean it, you know. So the commandments, Jesus ratches it up and makes and calls us to a greater intensity in our following them. You have heard it said, you shall not commit adultery. But I say to you, everyone who looks at a woman with lust has already committed adultery with her in his heart." And that applies to women too, not just to men. You know, Women can look at, at men lustfully. Yeah, men have a reputation of doing it a lot more, but we live in a changing world. I don't know if that's true anymore you know, because of the way our culture has changed. So isn't it that we just you know, don't go that far? We shouldn't go down that path at all is what, what Jesus is telling us. You know, and Who of us hasn't sinned in that way? Committed the sins of inchastity in our hearts and our minds even if we haven't committed those sins with our bodies. And then Jesus uses hyperbole. And it's important to know this because sometimes in, in the life of the church people have taken Jesus' words literally when he speaks of them, speaks with hyperbole, which means exaggerated language to make a point. When he says here, if your right hand causes you to sin, cut it off and throw it away. Well, if that was the case, we'd all have no right hands, right? Everybody here, you know. But Jesus is, is trying to make a point, though, that this is serious. Sin is, is, would be better for us. Really, he means that, that we don't have a hand and that we sin and we take sin so casually in our life. And you know, people today raise questions about whether, is it, does, God, does Jesus really mean we can't divorce and remarry? Is, is it all that bad? And we have Jesus' words themselves. He says, whoever divorces his wife causes her to commit adultery, and whoever marries a divorced woman commits adultery. So the the teaching of Jesus on divorce is really clear. And it doesn't seem that he allows for exceptions for any of us. And then finally, you have heard it said to your ancestors, do not take a false oath, but make good to the Lord all that you vow. But I say to you, let your yes mean yes. And you know me, no. Anything more is from the evil one. You know, Jesus calls us to integrity and truth in our ordinary relationships and not just when we make vows and solemn promises. So, Jesus is very serious about the Ten Commandments and invites us to the same. So, we ask the Lord to give us a love for the commandments. We don't we do not see them as a burden, but as a pathway to joy and peace and great happiness in our life. Um, you know, this is my last Sunday night mass here at the cathedral because on Tuesday of this week, I am being replaced by Archbishop Paris, who's a very good man and will serve you very well as your archbishop. But I'm very grateful to those who have supported me at this mass for the last eight-and-a-half years, beginning with the choir people. We have two of them today, which is really extraordinary. It's very nice, touching that you both came today, so thank you very much. But Father Gill has been wonderful, and the cathedral community has been very happy, and and some of you are are weekly Mass attenders or regular Mass attenders at this Sunday night Mass, and I'm very, very grateful for your presence. It really is a highlight of my my week. It's hard for you to believe that, isn't it? But looking at you is a highlight of my week. I must have a very bad week. <laughs> yeah, I'm just joking. You know, it really is. It's, it's been a very important part of my life, and I'm very grateful to you. And so I'd like to, to say the last words I'll say to you as your Archbishop at this Mass. I'll still be around you, and know, I'm not dying. I'm just retiring, um, is from our second reading from the first letter of St. Paul to the Corinthians because this really captures my experience of my ministry to the church here in Philadelphia. This is what St. Paul says. What eye has not seen and ear has not heard and what has not entered the human heart, what God has prepared for those who love him, this God has revealed to us through the Spirit. And I have a gift in uh, your presence in my life over these years. So thank you very much. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That's enough. That's enough. Thank you. It's it's always interesting, and people applaud when it's over, you know. Uh, Together now, let us profess our faith.